baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The Chris and Amy Show, sponsored by Summer at SLU. Find your kid's best summer yet at St. Louis University. All right, goal to go at the four-yard line for the Chiefs, trailing 24-20. Pacheco, running back, Chiefs will use the shotgun. Motioning left is Hardman. They give it off to Pacheco, slamming on the left side, angling into the end zone, touchdown, Kansas City! Chris and Amy show on KMOX Hour 2 and this weekend on Sunday, the AFC Championship game. The Chiefs, you won't believe this, but they're back in it again. 2 o'clock is the kickoff. Our pregame coverage starts at 1 o'clock right here on KMOX. We go to the Quiver River Electric guest line. We bring in Kansas City Chiefs analyst Danon Hughes, who is with us now. Good morning, Danon. Thank you for being here. Morning, morning, fellas. Good to be here. Uh, and young lady, I'm sorry. It's good to be here. <laughs> no, uh, hey, she's fine. I'm excited. It's Red Friday here. You got me all twisted. I'm not normally like uh, <laughs> this amped up. It's, well, it's AFC Championship weekend, so I'm, I'm all over the place. I was going to ask you, is it, you know, AFC Championship every single year? Right. Is it boring yet? Uh, absolutely not. Okay. Let's remember 94 through what, 2014 or something like that. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. So, I, uh, hey, she I brought that up, up to Mitch yesterday. Holtis yesterday and he, he let her he have said it. I needed therapy and cause I, my fiance from Kansas city grew up listening to Mitch. He's, and a, he, he's a great guy. And yeah. And he told me my, my fiance is like, you don't understand. Like the kids think that the chiefs have always been this good, that yes. this is normal. He goes, they don't remember the kicker who shot shall not be named and then Mitch was not happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I was I was speaking all week about the this the fan base and there's a generation of people that really think this is normal and and then they forget about us that have been like scarred for life from the <laughs> 90s and early 2000s. So yeah, and I was I was a uh, you know, one of the players. So I, yeah. I contributed to the misery of the Chiefs kingdom for, <laughs> for several years. So, yeah, I understand it. I am not overly spoiled. I will not be yeah. tired of this. I'm used to playing in late January, and I'd love to keep it going. Well, uh, way to go, Amy. Well, you know, no, just, hey, just, and, and I have just, to say, I have to say this because I've been a football fan for a long time, and I – suffered through the Rich Brooks, Tony Banks years of the St. Louis Rams. So then when mm. we had the greatest show on turf, uh, it just was, it was amazing. It was, it was all the sweeter. Yeah. I mean, how about this opportunity when you're talking about windows for, and I consider St. Louis now that you don't have a team to be part of the chief's kingdom. Hopefully we've been able to sway some fans over to our side of the fence. And uh, it's something that we can all enjoy hopefully we're all enjoying it uh here in the chiefs kingdom all right so this game is it's just such a a fascinating game and i think honestly it's it's probably the most compelling of the two you have two quarterbacks who are unbelievable both mvp caliber quarterbacks going at it yeah i mean how about that to have two mvp quarterbacks 
Lamar Jackson, having won it, probably will win it again. Patrick Mahomes winning it twice. Uh, the defending Super Bowl champions trying to be unseated by the number one seeded uh, Ravens, the team that pretty much dominated the entire regular season. Uh, yeah, I mean, you couldn't have drawn it up any better than what we have with Patrick Mahomes going against Lamar Jackson, uh, how each team has gotten here, the type of football that each team has played from the latter part of the season into the playoffs, and, you know, the storyline of Patrick slaying that that invisible dragon of winning a game on the road when he's never even had to play one on the road. But he won one last week in a hostile environment against his nemesis and Josh Allen, and, like, and now built up to this. It's built, all built up to the AFC Championship playing in Baltimore. I don't know how much more you can be excited about that, just even as a fan, even if you're not a Chiefs fan, but you're a football fan, to see what you're going to see on Sunday, not even talking about the Detroit Lions story and the San Francisco 49ers having been in the NFC Championship uh, the last three years, still not having won a Super Bowl during this strong stretch as well. Uh, and then Detroit. Like, how, how could you not root for Detroit uh, being able to basically win football games in the postseason, not since 1991, and now put themselves in this predicament? So I, I think overall, from a football standpoint, football fan standpoint, you can't ask for anything better than what we'll see this weekend. And hopefully the Chiefs will hoist that Lamar Hunt trophy, and then we'll see what happens on the NFC side. I think I'm a Bears fan, so I think about this, the fact Sorry. that, yeah, you know what, I knew you were going right? to say that. It's sad. So, he's, so, he's, uh, kind of, um, he's kind of crabby all yeah, the okay. time. Just let me ask the question, Amy. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm crazy. You're making me seem crabbier now. You're extra crabby. So I think about them, and I think that everything would have to just go amazing for them to get to an NFC championship game. Meanwhile, here's the Chiefs. The Chiefs, who had what people considered to be a down year, they didn't look quite as good, especially mm-hmm. the last half of the season, and they're still in the conference championship game. How scary should that be for the rest of the AFC? Like, we, this was a down year, and we still won the division. Uh, we went on the road, beat the team that we've been ending their season now three of the last four years, uh, and now we're in a position to go to another Super Bowl like it should be scary for anybody that opposes the Chiefs but having said that that all of that has nothing to do with this game Sunday like that those are great side stories it'll probably be a really cool Netflix special at some point but you know the fact remains is that there's a culture that has been built here in Kansas City especially during the Patrick Mahomes era and I'll even go back to when Andy Reid came here that changed the tide of the Chiefs kingdom and what we see and what we've experienced on the football field. So it's been really special to watch and uh, we won't take it for granted, but we've been spoiled. Like we, we, we really truly expect to be in this position every year. And it's been six straight years of that kind of excitement. And, and the only down part is, is that we won't be at GEHA field at Arrowhead stadium to be able to hopefully pull off the feet. You know, thinking about Patrick Mahomes and what he's done with that team and in his first six seasons making it to this conference championship, you know, there's a draft coming up here and everybody's talking about it. The the 
best draft or quarterback draft that we've seen mm-hmm. in a generation, probably. So everybody's talking about that. The question I have is about quarterbacks and how important is it to be brought into the right situation? So Mahomes is great. Would he be great regardless if he's playing for Andy Reid and the Chiefs in this organization right now? You know, that's a great question because you'd love to believe that really talented players can make it anywhere. I think that's what a lot of fans, general fans, believe. Well, they can make it anywhere. But we see and we have seen uh, players that have really, uh, you know, flourished at different places. Maybe not at the original place that they were drafted to, but the second stop or third stop, they've really been able to do things. Look at Matthew Stafford. He couldn't win a Super Bowl, couldn't win a playoff game in Detroit. Goes and wins a Super Bowl. Look at Baker Mayfield, what he was able to do with uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who knows? Like, that's kind of the everlasting question. I guess the only person we could really say, or two people we could really say, uh, that are at the top of the list of success where they went was Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. They both were were able to go to a different organization and win a Super Bowl after winning it in the first place they were drafted. Like, other than that, I feel like at this level, you definitely have to be in the right place at the right time with the right person. For the most part, I feel like Patrick Mahomes would be really good no matter where he is, but he's great where he is right now. And, and I feel like there's something to be said about Brett Veach Andy Reid, and then obviously at the top of the pile is is Clark Hunt and the Hunt family. What they've been been able to do, creating here a culture of winning, giving just enough leadership responsibilities to the quarterback, uh, the city embracing him the way they have, him embracing the city with his investments into the sport, other sporting uh, uh, organizations. Like, he's done everything right here. Like, if you wanted to draw up – a book or write a book on how to take a kingdom by storm for a quarterback coming out of college, you would just look no further than Patrick Mahomes and what he's done on the field and off the field. Who knows how that would have fared if he went to Chicago or one of those other nine teams that drafted ahead of the Chiefs. Oh, he'd have been he'd have stunk if he'd have gone to him. Chicago. He, he would be, yeah. he'd be <laughs> the worst quarter. He would be Zach Wilson right now. <laughs> hopefully not that bad hopefully not that bad I'd like to think that he would at least be really good but who knows <laughs> no they would have ruined him Bears would have ruined him hey uh, Danon we appreciate it man good luck this weekend enjoy the game it's going to be a fun weekend and we will talk again very soon appreciate you guys having me y'all have a great weekend and go Chiefs that That's is right. former Chiefs receiver Danon Hughes also their Analyst right now, the Kansas City Chiefs analyst, which you can hear the game. Two o'clock is the pre or I'm sorry, two o'clock is the kickoff on Sunday. Chiefs and Ravens. Our pregame coverage starts at one o'clock. Uh coming up next, Scott Jagow, Bills fan. He is uh he coming in. We're gonna talk about uh three good things and roaming St. Louis. That's all coming up on KM. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. 
Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Alex. 문제로 다 땄어요. 그렇기 때문에 조셸런 선수가 오른쪽으로 나오면서 시간을 벌어봤지만 오픈된 리시버를 찾을 수 없었습니다. 44드 거리입니다. 타일러 베스. 오! 아, 오른쪽으로 벗어났어요. I wish I knew what was happening. Scott, I don't know if you want to know what's happening. Do you want to hear the English version of that? I guess. That was the Korean version. I have a feeling what you're going to do to me, right? Here's the English version of what you just heard. Chiefs 27. I knew it. 24. The field goal. I knew it. In the game on fourth down and nine for Buffalo. Chinese? Placement down. Bounces kick is up. And the kick is no good. A little prophecy. this off. Tyler Bass has struggled. And he just misses the kick. Let's hear the original one more time. No, no. Let's hear the Korean, I mean. The Korean was way better because I had no idea what they were saying. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. The the Korean version. I lost it. Here we go. I got it. Stop it. 그렇기 때문에 조셸런 선수가 오른쪽으로 나오면서 시간을 벌어봤지만 오픈된 리시버를 찾을 수 없었습니다. 44드 거리입니다. 타일러 베스. This is this is fun for you guys, isn't it? Wow, piling on. This is bad. Scott. Yeah. Do you know what it's like for me? Do you know what, do you know what today is? Yes, I do cuz I'm a Bills fan and Bears fans have a lot in common with Bills fans. Yeah, we stink. Losing today for many many Except years. Except the Bears today, have a Super Bowl. Well, there you go. And, <laughs> and today is the 38th anniversary of that Super Bowl win. The last oh. time they won. I was like five. I don't remember it. You were 10. The last Nine. time the Bills won a Super Bowl was 1373. <laughs> <laughs> Columbus hadn't even landed <laughs> yet. <laughs> it was the old NFL. The original. We only know that because of the cave markings, but that's how we yeah. know the Bills won. The hieroglyphics. <laughs> Pinto was lost at sea. Pinta was lost at sea. Uh, yeah, man. Sorry about. No, I mean, I, I was pulling for him. Sorry. Yeah, Chiefs I know there fans. were other people pulling for him. I, it, it was very. What's frustrating to me is that Josh Allen laid everything out and mm-hmm. played out of his mind like he does every time he plays Mahomes. He plays out of his mind, and then our head coach blows it. Both both playoff games, the one that was in Arrowhead with the 13 seconds, Josh put us ahead with 13 seconds left. Come on oh, now. Yeah. What, oh, is, yeah. what else is he supposed to do? Then the defense blows it because it's run by Sean McDermott, our head coach, who can't figure out the last 12, 13 seconds of a game. And then um, on Sunday, same thing happened. Again, Josh, it gets us in position. We didn't uh, score the touchdown there, but we could have if you'd gone for it on fourth down. No, we have to kick a field goal in Buffalo in January. And it's just aggravating. It's playing not to lose. And I guarantee you, if they made that field goal, Mahomes goes right down the field on that defense and scores. Game over. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking, too. Too much time. They left too much time. But it, but it was also not just the time. It's just the idea. Score a touchdown. Win the game. You know, hey. And if Mahomes goes down the field and scores a touchdown to beat you, so be it. I agree with you. Yeah, hey, I got. But it's very I, frustrating. I'm the fan of a team that likes to play scared all the time. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. That's what I. And we that's what I really drives me crazy we, is the playing scared thing. We didn't even get to the playoff, so. Yeah. I um, I just held the sign up to Dave, our producer, just in case. It says, "Have the dump <laughs> yeah. button ready." Have the dump. I am. Scott. I think I got most of my profanities out before this <laughs> segment started.
Well, but I do have one thing I want to add. Yeah, I don't think you're done with this. No, I'm not. <laughs> what I what I've been my am boycotting sports media this week. Okay, or, and actually probably longer than that. No, I, it, something broke inside me after yeah. that game on Sunday, and I just can't take it. I can't listen to these morons on like ESPN or Fox, especially like Nick Wright, who is just oh, unbearable. Nick he makes Chiefs fans look so bad. If we had a representative, I mean the Bills. On TV, like Nick Wright. I mean, I would lose my mind. I, I couldn't stand. I can't stand listening to the guy. So I. But there's others that come on and they just have these narratives that are false, and they blame the whole thing on Josh Allen, for example, which is totally ridiculous. I just explained to you what happened. It was the coach. But yep. I don't want to hear any of that. I mean, I really just. I just like sucked the life out of me. I usually am a consumer of sports media. But I'm just tired of these clowns. They don't watch the games. They just say garbage. It doesn't matter if it's true. I mean, I'm just sick of it. I, I don't so, blame you, man. There, there's just no good. I'm taking a break. It's not anymore. good for me. That's right. It's not good for my blood pressure. Do you, do you think? <laughs> I I'll tell you this. My grandfather, Bears fan, he was, and uh, the doctor at one point, mm -hmm. from what I understand, told him you gotta cool it. His, so, it, you gotta you gotta stop watching for a bit. Okay. Yeah. So my friend Susie, this is a true story. During the during the Super Bowl last year, they're Kansas City fans. They grew up in Kansas City, live in Kansas City. Her dad still lives in Kansas City. He's a huge fan. Um, I guess he's in his 70s, maybe late 70s. Had a heart attack during the oh Super my Bowl God. because he was so stressed out. He's okay. He recovered, but well, she texted good. me. She's like, I'm in Kansas City because my dad had a heart attack during the Super Bowl. And I said, are you joking? She said, no, he's fine. But his doctor is like, you have got to calm down. It's true. Scott's okay, though. Well, I don't know, right man. Now. You haven't seen me during games. I, I, I well, we got a glimpse go. of it earlier. Do you go to the bar to watch? Oh, yeah. We had, Tyler's oh, seen Oh, I got to tell you this. I got to tell you this. You guys hang out? I don't even have his number. Shamrock. Tyler Rosen, uh, producer, you've seen Scott Jago? Yeah. Oh, out here, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He saw me. Uh, the Shamrock <laughs> this week, which yeah. is where we watched the games, Bill's Mafia, we had 110 people there. Actually, we had 109 Bill's fans and one Chiefs fan. Oh, wow. <laughs> Who was the chief? I fan? counted. I counted everybody in the building. I couldn't believe it. What a turnout. We were tailgating oh. in the parking lot. It was awesome. The atmosphere, you know, the game didn't turn out so well. But another Bills fan, this woman that makes the best blue cheese dressing, she brings it. <laughs> She's so lovely. She's an yeah. older woman. But here's just to explain she came up to me after the field goal and she tapped me and said, why so sad? What? Are you kidding me? I I I I swear. She's such a lovely person. I did Why not want to so turn around sad? and deck her, but that was my first instinct. Like there's no way somebody is right then in that moment cuz I was like hunched over. You know, just in a ball. He's so and sad. Why are you don't, oh, Why the long Why face? so sad? <laughs> I'm Scott Jago for punching St. Louis. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it, and I, I literally—I just—I just put my hand. I said, "Please leave me alone right now." Oh. I mean, you got to be kidding me. Timing is everything. She's wrong. She needed to go back. <laughs> Lovely home. woman. Take your blue cheese dressing and, her blue and go back. Home. Dressing is magical, but I was about to dump some <laughs> 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 after she said, "Why so sad?" Well, I just watched a field goal shank forty yards oh. right. Uh, please, hey, and please as a Bills fan, me. wide right is a. Can know, I tell you? Bad I, phrase. I heard Travis Kelsey uh -huh. in his podcast uh, a couple of days ago saying that it's not it's not Tyler Bass's fault that the no, wind, it's not that the wind was just ridiculous and he said you, but, you, it, it was not his fault. 
No, it's yeah. Sean McDermott's fault. We're going back to him because he's the one that decided to kick a field goal in Buffalo in 40 mile hour winds. So, so I know, I, Scott. I know you went to a rated test kitchen. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, it's good. Okay. Uh, wait, are you are you going to bring this energy to three good things? Three good things and in like roaming St. Louis. Yes, this weekend I'm going to try. I'm gonna try to do, you should do three bad things. I think you should. Do, I might. <laughs> I think you should do three. <laughs> I really might. Things. Three bad things. But no, this rated test kitchen is my roaming St. Louis. This kid is 22, grew up in North St. Louis, and the restaurant concept is you go in, you eat, but you the chefs serve you. And then you talk to the chefs about oh, the food. Awesome. It's awesome. This kid's 22. He's been on Guy Fieri's show. Wow. He's amazing. His first business he started he went to when he was Flavor 14. Town already? Yes. You're 22 going to Flavor Town. He's awesome. Wow. wow. Listen on Sunday morning between 8 and 9 p.m. or a.m. <laughs> the 8 and 9 hours. We have Roaming St. Louis and Three Good Things. Scott but it might be, a, might be three bleep <laughs> things. Three might be three lousy things There's this one weekend. Bleep. Th- thank you, Scott. <laughs> That's Scott Jago. <laughs> Listen to him Sunday morning here on KMOX. Boy, Scott Jago, man. I still feel bad for him and his Buffalo Bills. That was if, incredible. Look, that happens, missing a field goal late. That, that you know, it happens. It's infuriating. Mm-hmm. It's got to be 15 times worse considering their history. Yeah. So I feel bad for him. Well, I thought he brought a lot of passion to the table. He really did. And I can't wait for three beep things this three, weekend three blinking um, things i'm going to give out the phone number real quick for okay. us for texting and calling because we need to hear from people so everybody just stop what you're doing mm-hmm. put this into your phone speed dial chris and amy 314-436-7900 or call or text or you can leave a voicemail at 314-944-1120 yeah all right <clears throat> now you've got the numbers so listen up, because you're going to want to yeah. opine. Oh, and you're going to need uh, the contest line number later. Oh, yeah. Because we have Doobie Brothers tickets that we're going to give away before sure the show's do. over. And we're done at 1 o'clock. We're 10 to 1 every day on the Odyssey app and uh, 98.7 FM, 1120 AM. This is KMOX, in case you didn't know. I got a problem with you Star Wars nerds. I love Star Wars. I know. That's why you're a Star Wars nerd, and I have a massive problem with you. Okay. Do you know who Billy D. Williams is? That would be Lando Calrissian. It is Lando Calrissian. He was on, and by the way, you Star Wars nerds. Why are you being so mean to us about... Entertainment, Entertainment Weekly yeah. has a Star Wars podcast called The Dagobah Dispatch. Yeah. Nerds. It's awesome. You absolute nerds. Awesome. And he talked about, this was just a couple of days ago, and he talked about the backlash he got... <laughs> After the Empire Strikes Back, after his character, Lando. No, he. After he. After Lando, the him. character he plays in a movie which isn't real, uh, betrayed Han Solo. Well, you know, when I went to pick my daughter up from school, the kids would run up to me and say, you, you betrayed Han Solo. I'd go on an airplane and the airplane stewardess would say, you know, you betrayed Han Solo. Well, I got that for a lot of years. So finally, I said, uh, look, think about the whole situation. You know, you're up against a pretty formidable character, Darth Vader. And then there's, of course, Boba Fett. And these people were invading my space. And I had to bargain with them. But the bargain, it at least prevented the complete demise of of uh, Han Solo and his friends. But I, I had to hold on to my whole situation. I found myself having to explain all of this. 
it's to a point where I finally said to people, look, tired of explaining all of this. I said, did anybody die? Nobody died. Okay. Do you hear what's going on here? This is an actor in a movie who had to explain himself like he was a politician and he's he's having to justify to these Star Wars weirdos why he did what he did and why he betrayed Han Solo. Duplicitous Bantha fodder. That's what he is. Oh my god. Don't he you... he is a betrayer. He th- He's he an actor, Amy. Through his best friend, his best friend in the whole world under the Darth Vader bus. He's an actor. And then no. and then he redeemed himself in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. That is and like then, and then, shooting a squirrel out of his nest and then rescuing the squirrel. And then he sold you Colt 45, a great malt liquor. So the way you have behaved, and you specifically, because if you had run into Billy D. Williams, mm-hmm. I know you because you're such a goober, you would have done the same thing. You would have. No. You know what he did, you, though? Listen, not only did he betray not only did he betray Han Solo, but he also flirted with his girlfriend <laughs> and future wife, Princess Leia. He was like, well, hello. Who are you, pretty thing? He did. Nobody brings that up. He did. What if you, also, Raj, what if you are, you are being chased by Darth Vader, the Empire, mm-hmm. the Emperor himself is after you, yeah. and you and your lady friend... Go to your very best friend for help. And not only does your very best friend betray you so that you get frozen in kryptonite. Kryptonite? Carbonite, <laughs> you doofus. But you <laughs> flirt. He flirts with your girlfriend. And not only that, Luke kissed his sister. <laughs> they, did, they did a smooch. And it wasn't like, a, oh, you're my sister smooch. No. It was a, hey. Oh, gosh, no. It was, listen, I think George Lucas didn't. He hadn't committed to the sister-brother bit when he made the first movie, and so, or the second movie, or whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't think he had committed yet. Do you yet. believe him when he said, because they start with episode uh, four, mm-hmm. that's Star Wars New Hope. Mm-hmm. Do you believe him when he said he had one, two, and three already written, but it was, it he had the storyline written, mm-hmm. but they didn't have the special effects good enough for him to well, make those I films? I don't know I don't about it being him. written, but I know my dad's... Um, is actually the best man in his wedding, but his good friend from George college. Lucas? No, my dad's good friend from college, right? Like, because when it came out, he was like, this is this is episode four. There's three prequels. This was in the 70s. Everybody Uh-oh. knew that there were okay. prequels coming because my dad was like, what are you talking about? No, no, no. This is just, this is the middle. There are How going to be prequels because I guess they announced it pretty soon, but he knew. It was, uh, his name was Bill. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bill well, knew. I didn't, I... Thought it was a lie, but an listen, outrageous lie. Lando, even if you get over the betrayal, the Benedict Arnold of outer space, if you will, um, he flirted with his best friend. Okay, girlfriend. also, also, he is an actor in a movie, and those things didn't really happen. No, they did. I will. I will say this. I think on Lando's little planet, they did have the best outfits. <laughs> I thought everybody looked pretty. Oh, he looked sharp. I just, I love how he's justifying to people. like, did anybody die? Nobody died. (laughs) It's like, this isn't real. Yeah, but Carbonite, (laughs) he almost died. No, that Carbonite keeps you frozen. He had Carbonite sickness. Hibernation sickness. What's the... (laughs) The lawyer. The lawyer. (laughs) Trump's lawyer. I have Carbonite (laughs) sickness. 
<laughs> what was that guy's name? I forgot it. I forgot. <laughs> and I don't want to make fun of him in case he's sick. You are free from the carbonite. Listen, I, I don't know if he's sick or has a condition. That's why I'm, yeah, I'm not. Ma- I'm him. not making fun of it. Just when I heard it, I thought he was going to say. You have Hey, um, you were a very big fan the other day of uh, Jason Kelsey. Yeah, who was Shirt, at the Chiefs game? Jason Kelsey, who was at the Chiefs game, yeah. and um, I, I don't think there's there are no swear words in this, correct? I don't think so. Mm. Eh, okay, hopefully not. If so, get that dump button ready, Dave. <laughs> But the uh, Jason Kelsey on his New Heights podcast with his brother, Travis Kelsey, uh, talking about his antics at the game watching his brother play football. And if I take my shirt off, then I'm outside and I'm part of the Buffalo Bills pageantry. And um, it just, dude, it was something about the entire day. I got caught up in the magic of Bills Mafia. It is. It is electric. Everybody's, the energy, uh, the shenanigans, uh, and I'm like, you, I got to have my shirt off at some point. And I didn't yeah. get to do it beforehand. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess. And I can't just take my shirt off in the box. Like, who takes your shirt off in a box? It's heated. Like, you're not really doing it. Now you're, you're just having your shirt off in a, yeah. yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. Real cool. So I'm so like, you know what? So I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm taking my shirt off and I'm jumping out of this box. So then I'm out of the box and I have my shirt off. And then I can be like my Buffalo Bills Mafia, fit, like, compadres. I had no That's, idea. This is how this my mind works on, after 40 Miller Lights. I had to shout at who knows what the <laughs> out yeah, of the bowling yeah, ball. That's right. That's right. Well, let's get to more of you during the game. You celebrated my touchdown by taking off your shirt, screaming, jumping out of the suite, chucking a beer with the fans, then jumping back into the suite. That's correct. This is all accurate. I watched this, and it was pure pandemonium. Just pandemonium, just confusion of who to cheer for. They, it was a Chiefs touchdown, but it looked well, like Bills. Everyone, there was a lot of booze. There was a lot of booze. There was a lot of cheers, though, too. I think, it, I don't know, man. Tell you what, man. If you don't run for president, this all is just going to go to waste. <laughs> all right. Should Jason Kelsey run for president? I don't think so. Okay. But, Would you vote for him? You know, I don't. I don't think so. I just feel like he gave football fans hope. I feel like he, you know what it was? He was a good sport. I felt like he was a good sport last weekend. I was happy for him. Also, if he did not drink 40 Miller Lights, how many do you think he did drink? He could easily do 16, 17. What was the Wade Boggs number? Didn't he say on a flight he had like 30, like a case or, or a case and a half. Is it like easier 36? to drink beer than water? Because I could not have 30 bottles of water. No, it's not. E- well, some people say it's easier to drink beer than water. Well, it's a, maybe, and maybe here's why. Because when you're drinking a lot of beer, it you um, you have to pee a lot yeah. because the you don't feel that way with alcohol's water. A di- not the same because alcohol uh, speeds that process yeah, a up. Diuretic. Diuretic. That's right. But I will say. Jason Kelsey uh, is an absolute, you know, monster of a man. And I feel like with his, because he, yeah, he's, he's big, but he's so like, you know, muscular, strong too, right? He's like, what? The yeah. Top center. So, you know, his metabolism's going, he's a big guy anyway. He's got to be close to 40 beers. Don't you think so? I would think so. So here's what it was. Uh, Wade Boggs insisted that he once on a cross country flight. Mm-hmm. All by himself, 
You know who Wade Boggs is, don't I you? I do. He was a very superstitious baseball player. So Wade Boggs allegedly, according to him, drank 107 beers. That's not true. On you a cross-country flight. You can't drink 107 beers in six hours. That's what he said. He said the from uh, Red Sox, Logan, yeah. from Logan Airport in Boston, mm-hmm. on a flight to the West Coast, he drank over 100 That's, beers. I don't believe it. No. I really don't believe that. Okay, how, what's the most beers you've ever had? I, come on, man, you don't I, I want to know. You count up to five. And then, then there's no counting. Have you ever? What about a case? What if the case is gone? I've never. Come on. That's that's outrageous. Mm. That's Amy Marks. Of course, speaking of beer, Bud Light's back. It's back, baby. Uh-oh. You know what else? It's tasty. Amy Marks, Coors, and Chris Ranji on KMOX. A texter asking if we saw the Jason Kelsey uh, cookie cake from a bakery. I love cookie cake. Did you see it? No. It's, um, hold on. Let me get you a photo of it. But it's from a bakery called Eileen's Colossal Cakes in Liberty, Missouri. <laughs> nice. Liberty, Missouri. Close so, to Casey. Yeah. So it's it's a shirtless Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. or sorry, a shirtless Jason Kelsey yeah. on a cookie cake. And that's what it looks like right there. It's green. It's got his, yeah, looks good, right? I'm showing it to the camera well, here on Facebook. Um. I think his legs, at least from a distance, are a little confusing at what you're looking at. His well, hair, just a belly? His hair on chest? his chest. Yeah. I think you can't tell it's a belly. So, Amy, um, oh, also, another mm-hmm. text message mm-hmm. to 314-436-7900 says, a, I asked a urologist why three beers produce five gallons. He said beer is a natural diuretic. Five gallons of water. There's no way that's true. No. Three beers also, can't produce five gallons of if water. If Wade Boggs drank oh. 107 beers, it'd be like a beer every three and a half minutes, which sounds like alcohol poisoning or just like volume you would throw up because it's too much volume. It just sounds like too much. We did the math during the break. Mm-hmm. So Wade Boggs, um, d- he said that he drank 107 beers on a Boston to the West Coast trip. So that would have been either Los Angeles or Seattle. In any case, it's at least a six and a half hour flight. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you break it down, six and a half hour flight, that means he would have to have drank over 16 beers an hour. It just seems like too many. That's just not possible. Speaking of beer, Bud Light's coming back, baby. Bud Light is back. It will have uh, Super Bowl commercials again. And um, I tell you what, their their slogan is easy to drink, easy to enjoy. It really is. Mm-hmm. They're on the nose with that. Yeah. Listen, I don't drink a lot, but when I do, I like bourbon, right? So I drink bourbon. And I played in that Blues alumni camp last weekend, and they had in the locker room buckets of Bud Light yeah. and Bush Light. Right. And I will say, I, I guess I was used to drinking bourbon. I'm like, oh, man, I probably ought to be careful because I ran, I played hockey, and I had a Bud Light. And I'm like, wow, this is incredible. This is like... Water. I felt like I was hydrating. Yeah. It's much easier to drink it's, than it's bourbon. It's very easy to drink. See, I don't. I'm not. I'm not an IPA person. Somebody who drinks aggressive beers. Mm-hmm. I don't really like that. So I. I do like IPAs. That's the weird. I like IPAs. I like the strong, kind of heavy taste. And I think I was so into drinking other beers that I forgot just how good Bud Light is. So drinking it, I'm like, man, this is refreshing. I'm. I'm all about it. It's great at a ball game. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if it's warm out, even if it's cool out. And I like those like aluminum bottles. I don't like the aluminum See, bottles. See, I do. We were I don't drinking like drinking out of, out of those. What do you like drinking out of? Can or a regular bottle. 
Really? I prefer a regular uh, can shape. I don't know what it is about the bottle. I like the aluminum bottle better than a glass bottle. I'm convinced that there is a slightly different taste with the aluminum bottles. I'm convinced of it. I'm probably wrong. Really? Okay, that's the way I see it. 314-436-7900. Just text us your Bud Light thoughts. Did you boycott it and now you're drinking it again? Did you never boycott it and just you kept drinking it? Are you still not drinking it? What's your What's your Bud Light MO? I think it's delightful. I think it is too. You know what I like about Bud Light too? I like all the work they do with Folds of Honor. Millions of dollars yeah. Every to support year. our veterans and it, Folds the, of Honor. And I've said this before. I think the the entire protest was silly. Just think, I mean, you could protest whatever you want for whatever reason you want to. That's your right. You can. I just thought that one was stupid. Well, I like I like the Folds of like Honor it. stuff it, with Bud Light. And so I think that's very important. Very strong supporter of our military. Th- we had a texter yesterday. We didn't get a chance to, to mention it. Um, who said, I always buy American. Mm-hmm. Talking about cars, okay. vehicles. But he said, now that the UAW has endorsed Joe Biden, what do I do now? And I said, uh, keep buying American? If you like buying it, yeah, it doesn't change buggy. anything. Do you not care about American workers? That's just, it's silly because you don't like the presidential candidate. Listen, if I didn't buy anything from companies that supports that support organizations, politicians, or causes that I disagree with, I wouldn't be able to buy anything at all. Right. That's Maybe exactly Hobby right. Lobby. Hobby Lobby. Yeah, you, oh, you could you could go to Hobby Lobby. That's the problem, though. That'd Guess be your what? Favorite. I'm not crafty. Not I can't either. do anything from Hobby with anything from Hobby Lobby unless Tec- it's already done. Um, yeah. They have some decor, but I'm not big on words. Is on the Michaels wall. and Hobby Lobby the same thing? Well, the same Kinda. idea. Same idea. I think Hobby Lobby has way more selection of like house decor. Couple of text messages. Uh, one says, "I'm pretty sure Boggs could not count to 107 after 107 <laughs> beers." Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Probably not. Also, uh, I'm with you, Ranj. 100% on aluminum bottles. It tastes different. I'm really? telling you, yes, it does. There's so, something. The only, Tyler agrees with me. The too. only reason I'm agreeing with you because one, well, two reasons. I'm not as experienced of a beer drinker, and two, ice cream tastes better with a plastic spoon. If you get ice cream out and you eat it with a regular metal spoon at home versus the plastic spoon that you get at, um, not Silky Freeze, what's it called now? Tasty Freeze? Well, maybe it is Silky Freeze. Whatever, whatever. Dairy that. Queen? Yeah. A plastic spoon. Ted Drew's. If you eat Ted Drew's with a metal spoon, it tastes different. Not as good. It's not you as good. To, you, yeah, plastic has no taste. have to do the no plastic taste. spoon. Uh, here's a text that you asked for, Amy, and this is what I would not have seen this coming. I can't believe a whole lot of these people existed. Yeah. Uh, texter says, I've always hated the taste of Bud Light, but I went out of my way to drink it because of the boycott. Wow. So an anti-boycott. Never seen that before. Interesting. Yes, aluminum bottles are punched out different than the regular cans. Therefore, the taste is different. I wow. knew it. Wow. Amy Marks, Chorus, Chris Ranji, Hour 3 of the show is next. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.